welcome to Out and Back Travel. This is the podcast for advice and inspiration for planning trips to theme park attractions all around the world. My name is Stu and I'm ready to unload these bulging sacks. <laughs> and my name is Matt and I'm hoping Amazon Prime will save my Christmas. I think they will. I think you've still got another couple of days. Go to the Amazon Locker, it'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know, I do the same thing every year. You know when people go... Oh, I finished all my Christmas shopping in November. And I go, oh, that's just ridiculous. Why, why do that? And then it gets to roughly now and I go, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm the same as you, Matt. I leave it to the last minute. So I'm always like, I'm not going to buy anything because, you know, and then I'm like, I feel bad and end up buying stuff last minute. So <laughs> like I wrapped a pheasant I found at the side of the road. <laughs> I've run out Is of it- there's nothing worse with it than the people that go oh don't get me anything and then you go okay yeah and then time passes and the closer it gets the guiltier you feel (laughs) (laughs) you have to go shopping last minute what you been up to this week well what haven't i been up to (laughs) (laughs) um no i've not been up to a lot really uh well i have i went to um a christmas illumination events but slightly different take on the christmas illumination event this one was inside inside a stately home so it's into the woods a fairy tale christmas which is at castle howard which is a big posh home just north of york (laughs) for anyone who doesn't know it so they have 16 rooms in this big grand kind of old country house that they've decorated for christmas and they use the term theatrical installation <laughs> but what that really meant was bluetooth speaker behind the bookcase so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it was um it was interesting so this event actually runs until the 2nd of january 2023 if you wants to go for yourself it's, it's an interesting take on the illumination event it's obviously um themed around different fairy tales so each room is a different fairy tale um the prices are very weird for an adult ticket it's 28 pounds 48 and for a children's ticket and children are 2 to 16 it's 14.24 and then they charge you a five pound for parking on top just to to rub the salt in the wounds (laughs) is it worth that price would you say no Oh, I wish don't you beat around the bush, you know. Yeah, I don't enjoy Lightape even. I've seen loads of vlogs this past couple of weeks there. People loving Lightape. I'm like, oh, was I a grumpy Scrooge? <laughs> <laughs> but I've got accepting standards. I think when you use the term theatrical insulation, you're building yourself, you're building my expectations, and you know how careful I am about managing my expectations. And, uh, <laughs> Um, you're building those expectations up and it, it just it was really nice it was interesting but it it was quite a lot of money for probably about a 40 minute experience um, and it was kind of we were basically in a big long conga line shuffling very slowly forwards of uh, people so it was like a non-stop worm of people going for the rooms so you, you were just kind of in a queue really for the whole thing and it wasn't enjoyable you couldn't really stop and take the pictures you want to take so um, I kind of feel the operations, we had to book a time slot. Um, so they probably could have batched it a bit better and put a little bit of space between the groups just to kind of make it that bit special. So you could have a bit of time to 
get a selfie, which is what obviously people want to do in these things. There were two moments that were really good. One was the Antique Passage. Who would have thought I'd enjoy popping down the Antique Passage? Uh, but it was lined with Christmas trees on either side, and it felt effective. You were supposed to be like in the forest, and the big bad wolf was howling and that kind of stuff, and that was quite cool. And also the end scene was uh, the Prince Charming's ball. So they had lots of mannequins with masks on, but they actually projection mapped the ceiling. So that was pretty special. So it's um, it's a shame that the whole thing wasn't like that. I mean, you are paying a premium to go to Castle Howard. It's quite a posh place. They normally do a bit better with the quality of their events. So it's a bit disappointing. Was the food and drink expensive as well? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like five pounds for uh, some chips. Yeah. They were good chips, but, you know, oof. The whole, like, the whole, like, light, light whatever you call it, lightopia type things, market seems like super saturated this year it seems like there's there's so many places doing one now yeah definitely and don't get me wrong there are definitely really good examples out there and I think that's the thing obviously I guess people think it's easy just to string up some lights and you've got an event but um, there is an art to this and there's an art telling a story and the places that do it well are those ones that are, are telling a story and again it's like I don't think I would have minded if it would have been like a are decorated for Christmas. We've decorated the stately home for Christmas. But when you're using the term theatrical installation and you've got an artistic director and you're, you're putting all this at the forefront of your advertising, you are building up those expectations for disappointment. And then when you just get there and it's a long, never-ending queue of people and you can't really enjoy or take in the rooms, it is a bit disappointing for the money yeah. we paid. I mean, like between the four of us, there's over £120 there we spent on that. Uh, for 40 minutes is it's quite a lot for 40 minutes of entertainment yeah you get hooker for less than that <laughs> you really cared <laughs> well i'm not sure that would have been an appropriate present for my grandfather and grandmother-in-law but there we go <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing yeah. with your family matt and how you celebrate <laughs> the holidays it just makes it just makes things easier we get one and just take turns yeah <laughs> Do we need to cut that out? <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> How have you been, Matt? How have you been? Because you've not been uh, very well. No, I've been, I've been horrendously ill. Um, so I've I've done nothing apart from be off work. And yeah, yeah, just been very ill all week, which has been horrendous. Oh, no. How many um, emails did you have to go back to? Do you know, it wasn't that bad, but I think that's because a lot of people realised I was ill, so they kind of didn't send a lot. So yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um but on the plus side, we've we've sort of planned a few things for next year, which has kept my spirits high, theme park trip wise. Um, oh yes, we have. Yeah. <laughs> we so, yeah, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that certainly helped. There we go. It's the answer to all problems and all ailments. Just book a trip; it'd be great. <laughs> Who needs a doctor? <laughs> Sponsored by MBNA. <laughs> so, uh, should we talk about the news, Matt? Yeah, it probably should, shouldn't we? Yeah, so obviously we had an extra week off, so thank you for waiting for this instalment. We're now all better. I've nursed Matt back to health. I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really. I've done nothing. I, I made him book a holiday. Some peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened in that fortnight while we're off? Well, not much, really. <laughs> Universal Orlando opened the Universal's Great Movie Escape which they are calling an escape adventure, not escape room. 
terms and conditions apply people <laughs> so this is quite big news so they've opened not an escape room but kind of an escape room so it's for um, teams of six or private groups of eight if you want to buy out the experience the idea is you do escape room like challenges and you progress through multiple rooms within the experience and that obviously gives them a capacity over just staying in one room <laughs> there's two themes you have the jurassic world um, one and you have back to the future it's 49.99 if you go before 6 p.m and it's 59.99 if you book after 6 p.m okay what do you think Matt? have you seen this yeah i had a look i must admit it's kind of i think if you're local or you go to universal a lot i think it'd be a great thing to do um but for me for example as someone who'd be going for the first time it, it wouldn't be on my priority list just because i wouldn't want to eat into time in the park if that makes that's, sense yeah that's a really interesting point it maybe is like a kind of slightly deeper cut for when you've been two or three times and you've kind of done everything and you've a bit seasons this is something kind of like a little bit different on an evening whereas like you say if you're there for the the first time you maybe want to maximize your time trying to do things and really florida does take a good at least two or three goes to kind of get a kind of grasp of things because there's just an endless amount of things to do and it's one of those places where they're always expanding and building new things and renovating i mean obviously we've got a brand new theme park coming which is really exciting. <laughs> yeah. I, feel, I, I, feel, I, feel, I guess I feel about it like I do the dungeons at Towers or or like or Colossus at Thought Park. You know, if I've got loads of time, <laughs> then all right, fair enough, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, so this lasts, it lasts about an hour. So again, it's quite a pricey per hour experience, I guess. But you know with Universal and how well they do immersive themed kind of experiences like Halloween Horror Nights. I'm sure it is an amazing experience. And obviously it's quite repeatable because it can be different every time. You have different variations of the challenges. So it does sound like this in itself is something that you, you probably need to do like a, many times and it will be kind of really kind of repeatable to go back through it. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see if, if it proves really popular for them, how they go about upscaling it rather than just, you know, opening another one whether or not they do end up, you know, trying to do something to get the capacity up in each one and how that'll affect the guest experience and stuff. It'd be good to yeah. see. Yeah, I guess the um, obvious way to go is to have a different movie kind of property and they open them capacity that way. So they have an additional movie to Jurassic World and Back to the Future. Maybe you get something like King Kong or something classic. Yeah. What, what would be on your wish list of... Um, movies to have an escape room too that's that's definitely an easy easy one for me so all day <laughs> even though we've got one in the uk that i still haven't done um if any yeah. listeners have done it let me know if it's any good um because it's definitely on the list yeah it's not at the realms of possibility obviously halloween horror nights has had the saw kind of license a couple of times i kind of feel that's like probably not the vibe they're going for with the <laughs> universal's great movie escape <laughs> It is a great movie. To, yeah. <laughs> we wanted to get something more like upbeat and, you know, five slapping adventure kind of thing rather than a, yeah, <laughs> a sore one. But you never know. It might, it depends if it has an adult audience, maybe what they want. Obviously, they're not afraid to, to give you an adult content with obviously Halloween Horror Nights. On the last uh, podcast, we talked about Leviathan, the wooden coaster that's opening at SeaWorld in Australia. 
was uh, scheduled to open after its uh, media day and unfortunately due to technical difficulties it still hasn't opened <laughs> <laughs> but we did ask you on social media to your thoughts on its back row which is an upcharge car because it faces backwards and what your kind of thoughts and feelings are on parks doing this obviously Australia seems to be the kind of um, the nucleus for this uh, upcharge uh, phenomenon because you obviously have DC Rivals, Hypercoaster has a uh, backwards-facing back car, and Steel Tapian, the Blue Fire clone at Dreamworld, has a spinning back car. But obviously, we've seen that in the UK with Enzo at Blackpool Pleasure Beach as well. I think again, I feel like it's the sort of thing that if you're local to the park or you go a lot or you've got bags of money, it's it's the sort of thing you might do while you're there. But as a as somebody who perhaps goes once a year or another visit and you've already forked out full ticket price, it's a lot to ask on top. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, I think a lot of people um, doing Enzo, if they have an annual pass to Blackpool Pleasure Beach, it's almost less of a sting because you've already, you haven't paid for your ticket that day. So you're not psychologically thinking, oh, I've paid £40 to get in and I've got to pay an extra £15 on top to do Enzo. So maybe, again, I think... If the Merlin parks, and they're probably going to cut onto this, let's face it, our good friends at Merlin <laughs> did some upcharge cars. As an annual pass holder myself, I probably wouldn't think as negatively about it because I'm not really paying to get into the park because psychologically I've paid it at some other point in time. So I reckon you've jinxed it now. Next year, Spinball Wizard, every car. <laughs> You've got to pay to get the spin one. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, unlock it. <laughs> Just be full of empties going round. <laughs> so we asked you guys on social media what you think of upcharged cars on roller coasters, and CLT coasters said we need more. Really? Yeah, obviously a fan of the upcharged car. I guess it, in a, the actual cars themselves, like having the kind of funky backwards facing or the back spinning car, is quite a cool concept. It's just uh, whether you should actually pay extra on top of the park ticket for that history underscore leisure on instagram said happy to pay around eight euros and that sounds about fair so that is probably a good indication i do think we had 15 pounds here in the uk for enzo which was ridiculous (laughs) adam and craig do stuff on youtube sent me a load of expletives so i guess they're not fans they did follow up, <laughs> thankfully, with another message. And they said, we just find it absolute madness that a park will spend several million on an entirely new coaster and include it in the price of a normal ticket, yet they spend a little extra on a new car and charge 15 great British pounds for the privilege of spinning. Madness. <laughs> so one for an angry comment there, boys. We love that. <laughs> I definitely agree. 100% agree with that. It is a kind of weird thing to do, I guess. On the flip side, if I'm playing devil's advocate, you could say it allows them to market the riders new again. So it's um, they're not spending loads and loads of money to build a brand new ride for the next year. They can obviously say, hey, it's new, and they're still talking about it. Obviously, we saw that exact thing with Swarm at Fort Park, where they turned the car around backwards in the second year to still advertise it as a new thing. So, I guess, but then Swarm, Swarm backwards was included. It was. Thank you, Merlin. (laughs) Please don't charge the crazy rose. (laughs) We'll get get an invoice come through next week. (laughs) (laughs) I guess um, there are some line skipping services which allow you to select the front row. Um, So I guess 
there already is a kind of front row up charge out there. I believe Port Ventura do this. Um, do you have any experience of that, Matt, from your trips to Port Ventura? Mm, I I don't remember it. Actually, I think I remember it on Red Force, but no, I didn't do it myself because we'd already forked out for fast tracks because it was so busy. That's um, how they get you a Port Ventura. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do like one train every hour, don't they? And then Ride Till I Die on YouTube. Never heard of him. Have you heard of him? No, no idea. No, who is this? And um, said after riding, well, anywho, they said after riding Enzo twice this season, I still hate myself for paying £30. But if it was at a park abroad and they had an upcharge back seats, I would pay for it as it's an experience. Just hope they have a better system than Blackpool for it. Shocking. Again, that kind of thing of like maybe when you're abroad or when you're on a trip. So if you're coming to the UK or we're going to Australia, we wouldn't mind so much kind of coughing up that extra 15 pound or so on top of the ticket price because obviously we're paying to the whole experience of the park kind of it all gets encompassed in that really yeah that that and if it's holiday or trip money it's easy to just go out well i'm I'm away (laughs) (laughs) definitely and speaking of blackpool as we've been talking about enzo a lot they released a lovely promo image for valhalla reopening in 2023 they reckon what do you think about this map it wasn't the best I didn't think it was the best image. Um, I'm still excited for the ride to reopen. Um, there's no denying it's, it's the best water ride in the UK. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I feel like, I don't know if it's because they're trying not to hype it up too much now because everyone's <laughs> angry that it that it's not open when they thought it would. Um, but yeah, how about you? I completely agree. It is the best water ride in the UK. It's really frustrating they didn't use an established theming um, company that has experience of renovating attractions it's not exactly a small ride is it it's quite a big beast to take on but i'm sure somebody like scruffy dog or north sky the kind of really established feeding companies in the uk would have had this turned around within the deadline i hope i hope it's worth the wait i'm sure it will be um yeah, yeah it's interesting this this is classic um, Blackpool. It doesn't show anything about the ride. It's just three sexy models posing. It almost looks like it's like one of those um, like kind of like mobile phone games that you pay and add credits to. That's what it kind of looks like a poster for. <laughs> that would be some good marketing though, nearer the time. Yeah. You have to go around and sell overpriced chips to, you know, save credits to buy flume sections from Intamin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, open up a poncho dealership outside the ride. That's it, and get your local MP in to, for some photo ops to generate some um, backhand bribe money. <laughs> <laughs> okay then, so, so far this season we have been looking at parks that are operating in the winter for your fix of adrenaline in the off-season. And this week it's the turn of Wallaby Holland, again are on the first year of doing a winter event geniusly they've taken the name fright nights and changed one letter to come up with bright nights which is absolutely amazing (laughs) (laughs) i love that so bright lights at wallaby holland is on from the 26th to the 30th of december then it starts again the 2nd to the 8th of january the park opens at 12 noon and closes at 8 p.m so the idea is that you're there and it's all the lights can come on and it's all pretty and twinkly. It's not the whole park, but it is pretty much most of the park that are 
about six, seven rides that are closed. So the big news is lost gravity cannot operate. It's not set up to deal with the cold temperatures, as what Park says. You also won't get the Kitty Cred Draco, that'll be closed. The water rides are obviously closed. You're not going on the water ride in January, you crazy bitch. So <laughs> <laughs> that is closed. The train is closed. It's too cold to drop a steamer. And, oh, come on. It yeah. can't be. And the Enterprise and the Frisbee will be closed. Everything else will be open, obviously, including Untamed, the beautiful hey. RMC masterpiece, Goliath, the beautiful Intamin hypercoaster that is beautifully blue now and definitely not green, and Rock and Roller Coaster Naked, aka Express Platform 13, cover the children's eyes. They shouldn't see such a beast naked in the open. <laughs> It should be enclosed in a shed with some Aerosmith. <laughs> it's a shame Lost Gravity is closed. Is it, yeah. is it a cheaper ticket price as a result? Yes, yeah. yeah. So that the um, ticket price is around €30. Euros. It's actually sometimes a bit less than that if you book it online in advance. So it's actually... Oh, I've got it in my notes. How about that? I should probably read. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one I made earlier. <laughs> yes, yeah, the tickets are €30 Euros on the door. You should always book in advance with what I'll be holding at the moment there with their uh, entry restrictions. You can get the tickets online dated for €23.50. Euros 50. So really, really good value. Um, obviously, with any winter event, you're taking the risk that obviously, due to weather conditions, roller coasters might not be able to operate. So you're kind of taking that risk. But obviously, the park are confident for these two weeks, they can get everything running. It's only a, a kind of relatively short time period for them to kind of get everything going they're adding lots of actual twinkly lights there's lots of um holiday overlays on the rides as well and they are doing extra things like um crafting and that kind of caper all those holiday winter time and activities <laughs> <laughs> so what's the damage then you may ask well obviously these prices are based on a trip that i've not written down the dates for fucking brilliant Stu, you absolute tit <laughs> Keep this bit in. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm now ill this week, and I've completely lost my bloody mind. <laughs> when was this? <laughs> I guess I should look at the, the notes where I've saved the uh, the trip uh, flight details for the video for podcast. The, for this week, we'll suggest a place and you research it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like homework. You go do your own homework. Ah, <laughs> oh, Stuart. What have we done? You've let everyone down. You've let yourself down. Okay, guys, these were based on Wednesday, the 4th of January, coming back Thursday, the 5th of January. Obviously, this is 2023. The flights are with EasyJet from Luton to Amsterdam, and that will set you back £102 per person. The car hire was coming out at just under £120. So again, working at about £59 for a party of two. As always with car hire, guys, the more people you can squeeze into the car, the cheaper it will be. And then I've got two hotel options because I'm feeling a bit cheeky this week. So the Pycillion Amersfoort is £36.50. I've stayed at this hotel before when I went to Wallaby, Holland. It's really convenient. It's not too far away. And it's a lovely hotel and a very peaceful lake. So quite a nice laid back, chilled hotel experience. With a one day at the park for Bright Nights, 
This trip will set you back £219 per person based on two sharing. What are your thoughts, Matt? I think it's a good price um, based on what's open. Um, same again, though, like you said, it's it can be a risk going in winter to, to any park, really. You know, you, you might find that you, you're there for two days and both those days, the creds that you do want untamed, for example, if that's if that happens to be shut both days, that's that's a real hit. Um, so it's something to bear in mind. Um, yeah. But the price is really good. Yeah, definitely. And uh, obviously this trip would give you a day in Amsterdam. So you could obviously go and explore the wonderful city of Amsterdam and its lovely delights. Um, I do have a bit of a balling option for you. So I'm trying to find some like weird and wonderful accommodation options when I do this. And this time I found a castle. So you can actually stay in the Castle de Vandenberg. And that would set you back £63.50 per person, obviously in a junior suite with a swanky bathtub. And that is only an extra £27 per person on the trip. So it would make it £246. So for under 30 quid, you could be spending the night in a castle suite. Nice. (laughs) <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody got time for a bath on a theme park trip <laughs> when you get to my age Matt though you know you need that bath you need to kind of like sieve away the aches and pains just like <laughs> some lovely bath salts some incense candles a bit of then you're playing just kind of gets you gets you through the toils of being on your feet in the theme park all day <laughs> nah quick rinse on pits and bits and back back on the rides <laughs> I should do a, another option then where we stay at the like the Ibis budget or something <laughs> or <laughs> some horrible hostel. <laughs> you could always, as, as you know, all joking aside, guys, you could obviously stay at cheaper places. I always try and find places and give you prices where the rate is cancelable. Obviously, with what happened a couple of years ago now, I think it's really important to make sure you've got some flexibility in your travel plans so you're not out of pocket if things don't go to plan. And also, um, I like to have breakfast. So I'm giving you the prices with breakfast. Um, you could do it cheaper if, you, if you're not a breakfast person, but I think it's always good to have a, a nice start to the day. Yeah, the um, staying in, like jokes aside, staying in a castle, that sounds really, that sounds really cool if you've if you got the money to spare. Definitely. It's quite a fancy one. Um, obviously, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, um, you'll see some lovely images, which I'm, I've put in now. Thank you, future Stu. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's quite a, a fancy hotel. So it came up on my, my search. I went, oh, that's all that's interesting. Um, but yeah, obviously you could do this much cheaper, but I generally try and pick a hotel where there isn't like bullet holes in the door. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's out there if you, if you want it. And obviously you kind of do you when you're traveling. That's the most important thing, guys. You've got to be comfortable and when you're on a theme park trip and you're out early in the morning to late at night, sometimes all you need is four walls and a bed. <laughs> I do get that. So, Matt, what do you think then? Wallaby Holland, bright nights, would you trip it or skip it? Frustratingly, I'm on the fence. Um, oh. I, I want to say trip it because the price is good. Um, there's still a good ride availability. But personally, as it would be my first trip to Wallaby Holland, I would skip it based on the fact that Lost Gravity's closed. Um, but if I knew I was going to go again in the near future, I would trip it, which isn't an answer. No, that's I think that's a fair answer. Um, obviously, 
Lost Gravity is a great case there. I really struggle with what my favourite one is. I mean, Goliath, Untamed and um, Express are obviously, it's a great consolation prize. Those three ones, I think that's really good. Interesting rides to be open in the winter. Um, and obviously the parks will be lit up, so it's going to look spectacular. So again, I think maybe because I've been before, I'd be okay with this. So it's a trip it for me, um, especially with having some time in Amsterdam. That's a really kind of um, lovely city to go and explore. I've got some really interesting uh, sights to see. Is that where the sex, the, sex, the sex museum is? Yes, yes, it is. Definitely recommend going to the sex museum and looking for the octopus. <laughs> That's my <laughs> tip of the week, <laughs> or eight tips of the week. <laughs> <laughs> my sex life feels like a museum at the moment. <laughs> was it? Cut, cut that bit. <laughs> <laughs> like in a dusty cabinet or... <laughs> behind the rope <laughs> it's so old so that people remember it, it has to go behind glass with little yeah. placards that tell you what it is little pensioners listening in on little headphone devices <laughs> <laughs> the CVDA guidebook though is interesting that's definitely my opinion well well, Matt, um, unfortunately, not all the people of the internet are full of Christmas cheer for Wallaby Holland's Bright Nights event, and it hasn't even started yet. People are already out there. The Scrooges are out there complaining about this event before it's even happened. And this is the first year the event is going to be taking place. So, of course, me and Matt do what we do best. We went through all the comments found the best ones for you, which we'd like to perform as a found poem, which we are calling... This is the hardest bit of the week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> which we're calling Shut the Fuck Up and Tamed is Open. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> is that too violent, though? Uh, no, I like it. I think it's justified. There's an RMC operating in December and January. Get yourselves on it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Can't wait to come and see the park in its beautiful Christmas colours. Heart eyes emoji. No ice skating rink. Disappointed emoji. Ha ha ha. We're freezing to death. How are you all going to do that with the roller coasters? They'll need warmth to go through the track, don't they? Me looking for lost gravity for an hour. Why is Untamed labelled as quotation marks sensational and not quotation marks thrilling? There will be bumping and bumping again, just like with Halloween Fright Nights. Christmas is a cash register. Security, you probably won't be watching. Brr. This park is not made for this. You barely have indoor rides to walk. There was already a lot of disruption. I'm curious how that will go now. Doesn't look good, dot, dot, dot. And if they have mulled wine, I'm done. I'm going down the roller coaster by myself with six layers of clothing. Can I get it for free? I'm an influencer. Wallaby Holland, no. Well, thanks Matt for this week. It's been tremendous as always. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been really good. And I shall hopefully speak to you next week, Christmas permitting. 
yeah definitely we should be back next week we'll be reviewing the year that was 2022 so talking about all the fun adventures we went on and the new roller places we experienced let us know on our socials what new roller coasters <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of speaking a sentence. Let us know on our socials what new roller coasters you experienced in 2022. What were your highlights? We do obviously make this podcast for you. So if you have any theme park trip questions or need advice, please contact us for our socials out on Back Travel on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Get involved. Get involved like the extreme version of the Winter Wonderland bungee ball. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Well, it's probably going to go down as well as that as well, to be honest. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, guys. We couldn't do the show without you in all seriousness. We love your support and feedback. Please do get involved. And remember, until next time, stay safe on the way out and back. Thanks, man. (laughs) Cheers, mate. (laughs) No worries.